Blog Talk Radio. talking about this, but I'm going to redo a more rockin' version of it. Um, okay. Welcome, everyone, to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call-in number is 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. I have the chat room open. I am moderating it, so post your questions, comments, chat with other listeners there on the Pet Psychic uh, chat room. And uh, that's it. Hi. That's all I have to say right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, everybody. So I just got to meet the world's smallest stallion. And his name is Einstein. I don't know if anyone has ever seen him. He's like this teeny, teeny, tiny, like miniature horse. And um, he's really beautiful. He's black and white. He's black and white spots. And um, and he's got this amazing story. He, like, they think his mom stepped on him when he came out of the womb. Mm-hmm. And um, and so he had, like, he had, like, all these breaks in his spine. And so the owners, like, rushed him to the emergency, and, and they said you should put him to sleep because he's so he's so small and we don't the the equine he's only six pounds so the equine was like we we can't do anything like this and so then they called around and they found a dog vet Mm -hmm. at cornell medical school that would do the surgery and so the dog vet and the equine vets got together and they performed this surgery and now he's two years old wow that's amazing he's famous so like I think his website is thesmallestallion.com. Oh, we'll have to check it out. Um, I know. I'm going to talk to him in the next couple weeks. I just talked to him a little bit about being in California. He was cute. That's awesome. Yeah, that was what I was going to ask. So you're going to talk to him in a few weeks. Will you be able to let us know what he says? Yeah, I'll ask him if it's okay. Cool. Maybe they'll they'll even come on. Or I thought maybe we could go and video them. Oh, yeah, that would be great. He was on Oprah and everything. He really is like a celebrity. Wow. That would be our first celebrity radio guest. <laughs> it would be? <laughs> we've actually had a celebrity video guest when we've done our video stuff, but not radio yet. Yeah, that's true. Oh. <laughs> and who um, better than Einstein the Smallest Stallion? Exactly. For all of our listeners, if you haven't seen already, you can go to Laura's website and there should be a whole listing of videos. And we've done a couple of videos. Our our celebrity one is pretty fun, which was Tillman the Skateboarding Bulldog. And that one was a really good video. Um, a it really was. Shoot. And we have uh, Rodney Mullen, the skateboarder, professional skateboarder, uh, skateboarding with Tillman. And that was just so much fun, and you should check out the video if you haven't seen it already. It's really cool. Yeah, uh, my website is thepetpsychic.com. Yeah, thepetpsychic.com. Yeah. Don't forget the. So, yeah, the. So I, um, people have been asking, like, how your mom is doing. Yeah, actually, what is really cool is my mom is getting better or she's more energetic right now and things are looking like hopeful which a few weeks ago things were looking pretty bad and they had told me that my mom was gonna pass away in a few weeks and she survived and she's actually getting better so I just want to thank everyone for all their positive thoughts and prayers I think it's working it's a miracle truly a miracle wow that is so amazing yeah, and, and her, you're going to give her your liver, huh? Yeah, if if she survives the next few months, and I'm doing a thing which is called a living donor transplant. So yeah, I would be cutting off a chunk of my liver, attaching it to hers, and then she would 
you know, the idea is that she'll be living off of my liver. And because I'm young enough, the, uh, I guess the cells regrow in my liver. But oh I mean, it's gosh, not to be taken lightly. I think it's still a big procedure. I know you're such a good, you're such a good daughter. Would you, um, how long, like how long would you have to be in the hospital? I think it's two weeks of prep, but I don't have to be in the hospital. I just have to go and do tests and, you know, have appointments for like two weeks. And then I think they do the uh, surgery and then it's a few weeks of being in the hospital after that. Oh, my God, you have to be in the hospital for a few weeks afterwards? Yeah, I think like two weeks or something like that. Oh, my gosh, that's serious. Yeah, I think, but, you know, I'm not sure. I'm going to some, I'm going to be doing it in Japan, too, so I don't know what their laws are, how they work or whatever. Wow. Yeah. Well, can you do the radio show from your hospital bed? Is that okay to ask? Yeah, if they have internet, I can do it. (laughs) I'm just teasing. No, I would would do do it. it. I mean, what else am I going to do? I'm going to be sitting there. (laughs) I could totally do it. (laughs) Wow. Um, But Aloha, my mom's dog, is now permanently living with me. And uh, she just moved back in a few days ago. And I thought maybe you could ask her uh, how she's doing here and how she's feeling about the whole situation. Yeah, okay. Let me get Aloha. Okay. Uh, For all our listeners, Aloha is my mom's dog, and she is a a two-and-a-half-year-old poodle mix, and she was rescued maybe a year ago, and she's a really sweet, white puppy. She said she's so happy to be with you that she feels like she's with family. Well, she is with family. She says you get so nervous sometimes, and when you get nervous, she'll sit with you. Aww. She says she's peace. Is that true? Yeah, she's always sitting with me, and she is very, like, she's just the perfect little, I don't know, perfect being to calm anyone down. She says that the dog that she lives with is wind like elect- with electricity. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> that's odd, that's her dog. Yeah, that's Ripley. My crazy Wind dog. with electricity. <laughs> <laughs> that's she true. wants more of the wet food. She doesn't get wet food. She's eating the cat food. No. Oh, she wants the wet cat food. She's not, I knew she was sneaking in there. <laughs> yeah. That's I'm not, not eating the litter, though, she says. She says she's not eating the litter. I know she's not eating the litter. These two guys, these, both Ripley and Aloha don't eat the litter, unlike Ventura. Oh, yeah, Ventura ate the litter. My guys don't eat the litter either. Yeah. Well, Luca every now and then thinks about it. He does weird things, Luca. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Luca's tell Luca. Luca's like the little kid that's like in class that like puts weird things in his mouth and sniffs glue and stuff. That's sort of like <laughs> Luca. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's like Ventura's like that, was like that. He came out of the woods the other day with, like, a coyote leg. Oh, gross. I know. I'm like, Luca, please. But, you know, he eats raw food, so it, like, seems kind of normal. Yeah. I mean, it's natural and everything. Around here, um, we just have a lot of dead skunks. I've seen two dead skunks in one week. Oh, really? Yeah. They keep getting hit by cars. Skunks are, like, self-respect. Mm-hmm. So that might mean something to you. Hmm. I wonder. I'll have to meditate on that one. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a bunch of callers um, waiting to get on the air. And um, can you tell them what they can do when they come on the air? Okay. So when you come on the air, what you want to do is tell me, who your animal is, what's their name, 
um, what species they are, their age, and what they look like, and one question. And one um, question. And one question. And then we'll talk to them. And then for all of you that are waiting to get on air, it would help me if you said to your animal that there is somebody that may talk to you, and this is the question I'm going to ask you. So get ready to answer quickly. Great. And um, I don't know if you'd mentioned we, that you can also speak with uh, animals that have passed on. Yes, I can speak to animals that are passed on, but no de no uh, animals that are lost. No lost pets. So yeah, but animals that are sick that or just for fun or animals that have passed on. Animals, animals that are... Behavioral problems. Yep. Yeah. Oh, Any I forgot to tell you this. I have to tell you that last week, remember how we were talking to the guinea pig and we were talking about, like, oh, have yeah. I ever talked to guinea pig? Well, oh, you wouldn't believe this. The next like that Saturday, mm -hmm. I had two guinea pig clients. Oh, really? Yes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I have guinea pigs. And, like, what do you guys want to say? And they were so darn cute. You have no idea. You have no idea how cute they were. They were, like, saying things like, my person should be a writer. She was a teenager because she writes so well, so she should keep writing her stories. She should read to me. Aww. And um, one of them said, I love the sound of high heels because that means my mom is coming home. <laughs> so, so darn cute. cute. That's so cute. Well, maybe we'll have some more guinea pig callers today. Hmm? Yeah, guinea pigs. Tell your people to call us. <laughs> yeah, guinea pigs, tortoises, bird people. Come on, keep them coming. Yeah, keep them coming. What what have we? What's like a, um, kind of like a, animal that you wouldn't really see as a pet that often, but that are pets that are domestic. Like a, mon yeah. like a monkey or. Yeah, I mean, be interesting. all those aquarium animals. It's like mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that have them, but not a lot of people that t want me to talk to them. So, like, yeah. anyone with, like, lizards or snakes. snakes. Or... Oh, cool. Yeah. I should talk to my Turtles. Okay, cool. I never thought about that. I forgot about my old snake. I have a dead old snake. We can talk to him sometime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Send me a picture of him. Okay. Um, here we go. Hi there. Um, who are we going to talk to today? You're on the air. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Going on. Not there. Going twice. I'm going to put you on hold. Okay. Hi, you're on the air. Who are we going to talk to today? Hello, my name's Chris. Can you hear me? Yep. Hi, Chris. We hear you. How's it going? Great. Who do you, who do you have? My pet's name is Bandini, and you've actually spoken to him before. Um, he... Um, uh, I spoke with you about six months ago, and he moved to California with his mother. Um, we got divorced, and he had been living with me while she got settled out there, and he now lives out there full time. Oh, cool. And so I was just calling to see how he was doing. Oh, okay, and so did we talk on the radio, or did we do a private? No, it was a private session. Okay, cool. Remind me what he looks like. He's a... a uh, Brindle Pitbull. He's an older guy. He's about 12 or 13, and he's uh, kind of black and uh, brown, gray Brindle. Oh, okay, great. Okay, so we want to see, like, how he's doing with your girlfriend or your, your ex-wife? Ex-wife, right. Okay, okay. Okay, hold on. Let me get him. I remember him. I want to tell my dad that I miss you. Mom takes really good care of me. Sometimes I have a stomach ache, but she usually notices. And she still has those really soft hands of hers. <laughs> and Dad, we both miss you. And we're wondering when you're coming to visit. Well, I was just there. You, I was just there about three weeks ago. Oh, so he wants you to come back again. <laughs> Good. 
And then, and then I guess more specifically, the only thing I'd ask is, is how are his allergies doing overall? Oh, okay. He says overall he's doing really good. Sometimes he has like itchy eye and nose, but overall he's pretty doing pretty good. Great. Sometimes my skin is dry, but it doesn't really bother me. I don't get a hot belly anymore. He says you got to come out here and get a car with no top. <laughs> you know why he said that? Do you do you like convertible? No, no, not really. But maybe he might like to have a car with that. That's so funny. That's so random. <laughs> well, thanks for calling in. I'm glad he's doing well. I appreciate appreciate you talking to him. Have a great day. You thanks, too, Chris. Bye bye. Bye. I love Thank how he said. I love how he says mom still has those really soft hands we both like or something. <laughs> oh, that's cute. So cute. Um, we got Kim from Austin, Texas. Hi, Kim. Hi. How are you guys? Good. Hi, Kim. Hey, Laura. I um, I don't know if you've gotten them, but I sent you some pictures of my horse, Red Rabbit. Oh, okay. And I think I... By email today, you did, right? Yeah, yeah, it was this morning. So I don't know if I need to describe him, but he's 28 years old. And I think that's about like an 80-year-old man. So, Kim, I want to say something else to you, because I believe that you wrote me an email, right, saying that you Mm -hmm. regret that you didn't get into animal communication? Yeah, I wish I could, yeah. And I, I kind of want to address that because it's never too late. You can get into it now. Well, um, I've, I'd love to, but I guess I'm scared of it. I'm scared of uh, doing it wrong. You're scared of doing it wrong? Yeah. So like, like, what exactly about doing it wrong? Like, you're scared of, like, doing, like, like doing it wrong because then you'll feel like a failure or doing it wrong because then you might tell the animal's owner something that's not correct or doing it wrong. Like what, like what about doing it wrong that makes you scared? Well, I guess two things. Partly, what if I think my horse tells me something and I act on it and I do something harmful? And the other thing is it's so important and I love it so much and I'm so interested in it. I'd hate to find out that I'm terrible at it. So I'd rather pay somebody else or ask someone who I really trust to do it. Well, okay, the first thing about, like, putting an animal, like, in harm's way, like, if you hear something and then they're in harm's way, you're also still their, like, person. And so, like, if he says, hey, I want to go out into that fence with that pasture that's covered in barbed wire, I mean, you're not going to go, like, let him out of the pasture, right? Right, so, yeah, sure. So, you probably won't really put them in harm's way if you have a good intuition just about, like, what's right and wrong for them, you know? Like, mm-hmm. just because they ask for something doesn't mean that they can actually, actually get it all the time. But yeah. it's like you're going to, they're going to become, as when you first start off, that you don't get it right. Where, like, something gets in the way, where, like, you, something from your unconscious pops up and you hear it wrong, or um, something from, like, the person is sitting next to you and the person is so intense on a certain way and you're pick- that's so strong that you might be picking that up. So mm-hmm. it's practice about whether you're getting it to get really good at it. It's practice and asking people, like, does that feel right? Does that feel wrong? Like, what do you get mm-hmm. from that? So that shouldn't hold you back. And as for, like, having somebody who's a professional – you can always still have that too and kind of talk to your own animal and then get back up if you don't feel confident enough. Mm-hmm. Is it better or to practice can, on other? Hmm? On other animals rather than your own? Yeah, yeah. Is well, um, yeah, I mean, I think that that 
that is de- like people definitely say people have always said you know I feel like it's easier to do it on other people's animals than it is on your own I never personally felt that way because I felt like it's a way it becomes such a way of life that you just end up be always being really clear in the way you communicate. You always think about how you're going to phrase things. So I think it's just as easy to talk to your own, but it's not as easy to get feedback on whether you are actually getting it right or not unless it's somebody else. But somebody else also, like, they could have their own blocks up. And, like, sometimes people say to me, like, no, that doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Like, I don't, I don't, like, my cat doesn't have a blue blanket or, or, um, I don't know what you're talking about. My animal doesn't do that or my animal's never been in that situation. But then a week later or something, I'll get an email or a phone call that says, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. I didn't think of it then. You know, so, mm-hmm. so sometimes, you know, that's difficult too to work with people because sometimes they don't, they don't know right away if it makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just get out there and and do it. Yeah, it's like so fun. And then, like, the more you practice, the more you're going to get little bits and pieces. Like, even my clients who don't even really care to do what I do, you know, they say that their life has been changed and they can read their animals so much better just because they're clear in the way that they're communicating and they feel like then their animal is clear in communicating back to them and they just feel like they know their animal better. So you just get better at it in time whether you want to or not. So well, good. That's encouraging. You, yeah, so go for it. For all of you out there that have those feelings, just go for it. Fear should never oh, stop you. you. Thank you. Okay. So well, what I wanted to ask you, yeah, about about Red, I think something's bothering him, but I don't know what. I don't know if it's emotional or physical, but he just seems worried lately. Okay. And I'm not sure what's going on. Okay. So do you want to um, tell our listeners what Red looks like while I get him? Red, Red is a big, big red horse. He's got a white stripe down his face. And then a white front leg and white back feet. And he's about 16 hands high and uh, 28 years old. Sweet. He says his neck Sweet. has been bothering him. His neck. It feels really, really tight in the top right and left. Okay. And his front left leg also feels sore. My teeth are okay. His teeth are okay? Yeah, yeah, his his teeth are okay. And his hind end feels okay, too. Okay. My neck is sore. Does he know why? Did he injure it? Mom sometimes puts energy into it, and I like that. Mhm. I've tried touching it with hoping energy's going in. Okay. I've just swished it around too much. <laughs> what does that mean? I just sort of just tripped and it hurt. Oh. It hurts to put my head down to graze. Oh. Poor boy. I was wondering if mom could massage below it. Below it? And yeah, like below. Like it hurts sort of like up at the, like behind his ears. And so like a little bit, like halfway down his neck, he wants you to massage. And his shoulders. Okay. Could you tell at all that he was sore there? Yeah, when I touched him on his neck... Whenever I touch him on his neck, he kind of, like, gets stiff like he's guarding it. Oh. Like, Al, don't hurt me there. All right. Yeah, see, there you heard him. Mm-hmm. So it hurts him behind his ear? Is that the sore spot? Yeah, it's like the, it's like the, I don't know what that's called, like the pole or the, it's like behind, if you put your palm the long way down his mane from his ear, it's like that whole area. Okay. I wonder if it's because he stepped on his lead rope. I had him out letting him eat the grass out here, the oh. nice grass, 
And he was dragging his lead rope, and he stepped it. It was over his neck, and it fell off, and he stepped on it. And then when he stepped on it, he lifted his head, and I wonder if his halter, like, you know, gave him a little... Oh, hold it there? That would make sense. But it looks like he kind of threw it off by twisting his neck, too. Okay. A chiropractor would be good for him. I don't know if there's any horse chiropractors around here, but I'll look. That's a good idea. Where are you? In Austin. Oh, yeah, I'm sure that there is. Oh, I'm sure. Well, Kimberly, thanks for calling in. Let us know how he does. Okay, I will. Thank you so much, Laura. Okay. Okay, see you later. All right, bye-bye. Horse chiropractors. That's like, um, do most, I guess, it would have to be a specialty, right? It can't be just a regular veterinary chiropractor. Well, yeah, there's a lot of, like, equine veterinary chiropractors. I see. That's okay. Quick. And then I have a really good friend who does it, too, on horses. Mm-hmm. And she works with, like, all right behind the skull, like, right where mm-hmm. he was talking about. But mm-hmm. she, she, does, she doesn't really work any other part of the body, but just right there. Oh, wow. Yeah, and it affects the whole entire body of the animal. Wow. That's like, and, uh, I guess it's similar in humans where certain parts affect other, almost other parts entirely, you know? Oh, it's so true. The chiropractor that I take my dogs to, they say, like, they can be out if in the neck but exhibit it in the hips. Right, right. Or vice, or vice versa, you know? Yeah, that's happened to me before. Oh, has it? Yeah, where I said, like, something like my hip will hurt, and then they're like, oh, no, it's this, or it's that, or something totally, yeah, it's, like, totally different, and Mm. you're like, okay, that's weird, you know. I know, I'm such a huge fan of chiropractic, it's, like, that's so interesting that I am. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that? Why is that? I I just find it fascinating, because, like, I don't know, we just, like, jerk around our bodies so much. Think about what happened. What did people do, like, before they were chiropractors? Like, put, like, like, fuck on my back. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I still do that. (laughs) Yeah, right. Or, like, put a boulder on my back. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We got Elaine from Rhode Island. Hi, Elaine. Who are we going to be speaking with today? We're going to be speaking with my little girl cat, Holly. What does Holly look like? Holly has green eyes, and she's a domestic short hair. She's got all different colors in her, uh, mainly stripes of brown and white and black and orange. And she has a white chin, and her chin is pointed. She looks like a little Egyptian cat. Oh, wow. And what do you want to ask her? Well, (laughs) um, first of all, I should tell you she's four and a half years old and and she's completely indoors. Um, About a month ago, she started hissing and growling at her brother, um, whose name is Tim, and we had never heard her hiss and growl at anything before. And now every day she's hissing and growling at him, mostly when he's chasing her. And he's about four pounds heavier than her, and we're wondering if perhaps when they were playing at one point, because they've always been very loving yeah, together. Yeah, that's because he smacked it into my side. It almost mm. reminds me of, like, a football player just tackling her. <laughs> he looks like a boxer, although he's orange and white. <laughs> but he's, but there's not a bad bone in his body. He has a she very sweet disposition. He really hurt me. He smashed into my side. Mm. You tell him to settle down. <laughs> she said that oh. he needs to play with that laser or something. Do you play with that laser? Oh my God! Yes, <laughs> yes. You? My my husband well, does. My yeah, husband does. She, it's a, it's red, of course. Yeah, she said that you should play with that with him instead. But I'm not a huge fan of those because I've seen the the animals go absolutely crazy off of mm-hmm. shadows and flickers of light and I've seen like dogs get hit by a car and like get so um, obsessed oh, with like shadows that they run their paws completely uh, completely raw so mm. I'm not a huge fan of that laser play I think mm. it makes them sort of psychotic in a way 
I wonder because she's, I mean, she initiates, well, before this, she initiates a lot of the chase. Yeah, but he hit her way too hard. It looks like on the right-hand side just below her rib cage, like in between her rib cage and her, and her, um, her, like, hips. Mm-hmm. Like, she, on the right-hand side. Looks like he slammed into her. Does she need to be taken back to the vet? Because this all happened like a couple of days after they went to the vet together for their annual oh. checkup, and they and they were both examined and were both fine. Well, if she needed an adjustment, a regular mm-hmm. vet is not going to notice that because they're not going to be looking for that. I see. So, so, um, but let me ask if something happened at the vet too that made her like a little bit shy of her brother. Okay. No, no, the vet was fine. I hated it there, but I understand why I go there. Um, it's it's interesting you say that she hated it there because for the very first time, she got quite nervous when she was being examined, and the vet said that she was having an anxiety attack, oh. and uh, this was really unusual for for her. And her brother's always there with her. He, he, you know, he lets the vet do and anything. And this was the last time? Yes, and it was about three days after this vet um, visit that she started growling and hissing. We didn't even know she – we never heard her growl and hiss at anything. <laughs> we didn't know she had it in her. <laughs> and I he would just, take her to a chiropractor, too, because it sounds like she's in pain in the way he sort of had to, like, manipulate her body. I think it might have hurt mm-hmm. her a little bit more. Just to, like, check to see if her, you know, like, okay. check to see her stomach, you know, just the way they have to min- Okay. And my tail hurts me when I move it. Mm. Okay. Because she seems to, I mean, she's not um, unfriendly to my husband and I. I mean, she's just very oh, lovely done with that. What I would do is run your hand down her body, and you would very, very slowly, and you want to watch your animal's facial expressions when you run your hand down their body and watch their body. And if they, if when you're running your hand down their body, if she closes her mouth, you know, that can be a very sensitive spot. Or Mm -hmm. if she turns and stares at you, or if her body freezes and she stares off in another direction, that could also be a very sensitive spot. Typically, people don't watch their animals when they're petting them, and if the animals don't, like, make a big sound or something, they don't know that their animal is in pain. And especially young animals, like, people sit with border collies say to me all the time, my animal doesn't need an adjustment, it's running around and jumping off of things, or... My Bengal cat doesn't need anything, but then they take them and they do. The animals are still athletes and they're still young. They're like children. They're going to still go out and play. Mm-hmm. So you just have to watch a little bit more closely about where is their sensitive spot. Is, is she going to forgive her brother because they've always been so close, you know, loving to each other, and and he just looks completely clueless him. when she yeah, hisses she says, at him. I, she says, I love him. I just don't want him to hit me again. So she's... What she's doing is she's communicating with him. Please stay away from me. Okay. Because yeah, he, he, doesn't, he doesn't seem to get it, though. He he just still yeah, he tries he was, to come at her again and say, hey, hello, <laughs> remember me? Right. Yeah, right. And so that, that, that's normal for her then to have to hit because she would probably do something else where she would do a stare or like a little growl. And if he doesn't pay attention to that, then she has to up it a little bit more. Then she has to growl and hit. He is he so is I, much bigger than she is. Yeah, so thanks for calling in and let us know. Thank how you she very does. much. Great show. Great yeah, show. Yeah, thank you. You're doing a great thank service. Thank you very much. Thanks, thanks Elaine. Well. There you go with your uh chiropractics again. I know. Anytime they're in pain, <laughs> go to the chiropractor. <laughs> but, but also I think that's really important that people sort of see it for themselves and like for sure. And they can even say to their animal, you know, like what I said about running your hand down their body really mm-hmm. slow and really paying attention to how your animal reacts to your touch. People are not usually conscious of that. They're usually thinking about a million different things and they're not really right. watching their animal's body language. And then also say to your animal, why are you hissing? Are you hissing because you're in pain? 
you have to show me that you're in pain. Like, show me another way that you're in pain, and they'll show you. Right. You know, they'll, they'll like, oh, okay, they really want to know, and they're not getting it. Like, to me, yeah. to the animal, it's totally obvious. They're like, hey, can't you tell? I'm, like, yeah. trying to say it. But it's so it's, ha- kinda- it's like how you tell the animals um, human body language is different. Now you're telling the humans animal language is different, and we have to so, notice that too. It's so true. So true. yeah, um, we got Teresina from Davis, California. Hi, Teresina. Uh, what pet yeah. are we speaking to today? Oh, it, my baby's a cat. Um, she, I rescue her, so um, we we're thinking she might be an Egyptian Mao or a domestic medium here. Oh, pretty. And, and um, she's a, a bronze tabby, and she has a little white spot on her um, neck. Um, so, um, yeah, um, I, I've, we've been, we moved into this apartment about a year and a half ago, and since we moved in, I've trained her to use the toilet. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, so she's been really smart about it, but the only one thing is we couldn't get her go poop in the toilet by herself. She always has to have someone be there with her. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. She, so yeah, she can, so she, they, no? oh, she has no problem going uh, peeing in the, in the toilet by herself, but every time when she needs to go poop, she either jumps on me, jumps on my boyfriend, or, like, scream at us. And then we'll, we're like, oh, sometimes we get it, but then sometimes we didn't. Like, today, it, it was my day off this morning. And then she kept yelling at me, and then I was like, are you trying to get me to work, but it's my day off. I want to sleep in. And then when I woke up, and I found out, oh, she needs to go poop. And she oh. pooped in, yeah, she, so I'm wondering, should I put you on speakerphone? <laughs> so or? if if you're not there, does she mm-hmm. poop outside the toilet? Uh, she actually pooped either in the bathtub or next to the toilet on the floor. Oh, okay, that's smart. But at least she's like, okay, this is the next best thing to the toilet. Yeah. Smart. So I'm okay. wondering, should okay, I so like, ask you all... her, like, why, why aren't you pooping? Like, why do you need, why do you need you there to poop in the toilet? And, why do you okay, want me on. to stand next to you, Tito? Because one time I slipped my leg in and I thought it went down the hole. Oh, that's so and funny because one one time she actually um, tipped in. Yeah, so it's scary. I don't want to fall down there. So what I'm going to tell her is that the toilet doesn't flush without you flushing it. So she'll always, she's big, right? She's always going to be able to get out of the toilet. Yeah, yeah. Yes, right? She's actually hopping into the bath, like hiding in the shower curtains right now. <laughs> oh, she is? <laughs> yeah. Okay. She said, but will I go down the drain? No, she's no. not ever going to go down the drain. And that she's big enough, and if she, so if she falls in the toilet, she has to know that she's big enough that she's going to be just fine, and that she just blinks her eyes and and licks her mouth and just thinks for a second before freaking out. And then after she thinks, then she can devise a plan on how to get out of the toilet. And it will only take a couple of seconds to do all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a very smart kitty, and she's a very picky eater, too, because she only eats a certain type of canned food, and I don't know what to do when we ran out, because it was the same brand that I bought, but with a different expiration date, she will not eat. I only like licky canned food. What is that, like the gravy in it or something? Yeah. <laughs> If I'm not gonna fall in the toilet, then I'll go. You gotta you have to tell us if she's if she how she does after this. Yeah, so we're yeah, gonna definitely. tell her. 
Okay, so we're, you're going to tell her, you're going to keep telling her that she's confident, that you're confident and you're brave, you're safe going to poop in the toilet, and if you do fall in by accident, everything will be just fine. You'll be able to get out very easily. Well, she hate well, because we watch um, Cheeto every so often. Does she hate us for that? Does she hate you for, for doing what? For watching her, because she has her own little bathtub that's, um, we've been watching her since she's a kitten, and every time she she's in the toilet with the door closed. Oh, I don't hate you, yeah. but I hate the feeling. Oh. I don't like soapy. Oh, okay. Is sober? Yeah, I use a little um, cat shampoo. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> tell her that when I'm gonna tell her that when she's older, she's gonna like it because it's gonna help her groom herself, and that is really cool that she's getting wet. And I'm gonna tell her that some cats, like Bengals, actually swim in the bathtub and go in the shower with their people. Oh, she peeps at us when we shower. So <laughs> those cats are really amazing. She says, "Well, let us." Let us know how she does if she starts going in the in the toilet by herself. Okay, great. Thank you so much, Laura. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks for your okay. thanks for your call. Oh my god, that cat was so cute. <laughs> that is like the cutest phone call. <laughs> I know, I see her little leg like down the hole, like, oh my god, and like trying to get it out and it's slipping because the toilet's <laughs> That's awesome. Do you know a lot of cats who use the toilet? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say I know a lot, but I probably know at least twelve. Oh wow! My old cat used to use the toilet, but I never taught him how to do it. He just copied me, I guess. No way! That's so cool. Yeah, but he wouldn't poop in it. He just would pee in it. You know, I have these clients that are like really—they make like their fifteen-year-old cat like still use the toilet bowl. I'm like, come on, give him a litter box. Like, you yeah. hard to use a toilet bowl when you're fifteen. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I know that's really crazy. Um, that must be hard to jump up there, you know. Yeah, I know. When you're older, then it's slippery, and then you have to like like squat and like mm-hmm. you know have your legs sort of separate like if you had sores in your legs it'd be really hard but a young cat can do it easy i know um she's smart she's like listen i know that the toilet and the t- and the tub look kind of the same i'm gonna go there <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least it's in the bathroom <laughs> i know um, so today we were supposed to have um, Karen from Gentle Barn as our guest. I can't seem to find her in the queue. Um, let me see. Um, I don't know what to do. Should we go look for her? Should I look for her? Yeah. Did she tell you? Did Did you get the email about the about the number that she'll call in on? Yeah, I did. Oh. Did so, you not see that the, number the, there? No, it's not there. I don't know if they're calling on a different number. Anyways, uh, um, let's see. Should we take another phone call then? Or? Yeah, why don't I take another phone call while you find Karen? Okay, here we go. Hi there. You're on Pet Psychic Radio. Hello. 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 Hi. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. perfectly. Hi, Laura. How are you? My name is I'm Eric. I'm you. Derek, okay. Uh, and I'm calling from uh, Oakview, right next to Ojai, where you are. Oh, yeah, we're close. Right. Um, basically, I have I have a two-year-old um, domestic indoor cat by the name of Salem, um, and I've had him for about a year and a half, and he's been a wonderful cat, very affectionate, constantly talking and, you know, and, and just very present uh, in the house. What does he look like? Uh, he's all all black, jet black with the yellow eyes. Hmm. Um, okay, like, like Salem, when, when Massachusetts. I, yeah, like Salem, Massachusetts, right? <laughs> Completely black. Um, yeah. When when I when I first got him, everything everything was great. You know, I could I could uh, pet him and he'd sit on my lap and this and that. And then I've always read about these situations where if you give a cat a little too much affection, sometimes they turn and they get a little frisky and aggressive. Uh-huh. 
Um, and but so it's, is he getting aggressive with you? Well, recently it's gotten it's gotten worse to the point where if I pet him or bring him up in my lap, the minute I put him on the floor and walk away, he'll come right after me and like bite my ankle or something like that. Oh, and then it's gotten oh, to the point where where he'll he'll jump up and bite my arm if I don't continue you know petting him or something like that. You don't like continue that. petting him. Okay. And how old is he? He's uh, going to be two years in uh, April. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said that. Okay, let me get him. Let me see what's going on and tell him to knock it off. Okay, hold on. I do get mad at my dad because I'm trying to tell him something. I'm trying to tell him we need to go for walks together. I want to do outside play with him. He's he's an he he's pretty much an indoor cat just because of where we live. Um, he could not he, go outside. What about putting him? Would you put him on a harness and teach him to go out on a leash? Um, I'm I'm afraid of that because I really don't even want to introduce him to the outside. I never really oh. want him to go outside because we have coyotes and and whatever that are with are literally right by the house. Even on a leash, really? Okay. Uh, well, no, no. I, I don't. I almost don't want him to to. I don't want to introduce him to the outside because I don't want him to crave going outside. Escape, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he's craving it anyway. Oh, oh I was going to ask you that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he sits, he sits looking out the window at the birds and things like that for hours, but he, if I go outside, he'll he try to go I'm... out, but when I, when I come back he... in, he has no interest of going out. He, he really just wants to be with me constantly. Yeah, he wants to be with you. He wants to go outside with you. He's bored. He wants more things to do. Like, I'm so bored. Oh, really? What, is, is that why you got me? You've got to take me out there. It looks so great out there. Yeah, yeah we have a real nice view from the house. He says, or you need to teach me something. I need to learn tricks or something. He loves to play. We've got lots of toys, and we keep them in a little toy box, and he'll go oh. and take a toy out and play with it. You know, we have, like, a little... Uh, he wants um, you to teach him how to climb some things. Climb some things. Oh, I can imagine that. Teach me how to do a trick. Okay. So, okay, is, let me see that- what he do. He's frustrated. He's not getting enough exercise and not enough mental stimulation. So um, I would. I would teach him things. Mm-hmm. See if you can find, like, a clicker book for cats or something, if you feel like you're motivated. <laughs> or get him a harness and, and let him go outside or, like, a big dog pen and put him in uh-huh. the dog pen outside. Uh-huh. But I'll tell him it's inappropriate. We got our guest now, so I'm gonna have to go. But I'm gonna tell him it's inappropriate to attack you. Okay. And just yeah. find another. And, and I would, I would give him, I would give him more affection if he didn't attack me every time I tried to do that. I hear you take me outside. He's really demanding. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Oh <my> <laughs> Well, good luck with him. <laughs> Thank you. Him, Your show's teach great. Him you sound, teach him something. I will, I will do that. So basically, he's he's bored. Is that what it is? He's very bored. Very bored. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, I can it's I can so understand hard that. You have like because he's like a high. It's like having a border collie in the house. He's like a high drive cat, which they're not all like that, but he is. Oh, he he's definitely bright and and right up there in intelligence. I can sense that. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks uh, he for calling watches in. TV and everything. Yeah. Fabulous. Yeah, thanks yeah, very much. Yeah, maybe, maybe get him some some like cat videos. They make those. Okay, yes. <laughs> I, I'll probably leave the TV on. Maybe that'll be. Maybe that'll. Oh, be there, you there you go. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Oh my gosh, he was so demanding. I know. Um, for some of some some of you who may have iPads, my cat likes the game for cats on the iPad. She actually plays with it. No way. Game yeah, for she, cats? She loves the iPad gotta, game for cats. I gotta look that up. I'm gonna see. <laughs> okay, uh we don't ha- we only have a few minutes, but um Karen, hi, you're 
on the air. Welcome to our show. Hi, glad to be here. Hi, Karen. It's so good to have you on. Hi, Laura. I'm so excited about you and your organization. I just think it's the coolest ever. So, um, so Karen, tell us about the Gentle Barn. Okay. Um, the Gentle Barn is a place uh, we rescue uh, farmed animals from abuse, abandonment, neglect, and basic basic horror stories. We get them healthy with all kinds of nutritional supplements and, and good food and good love. And then once they're healthy, they become ambassadors to kids who have experienced similar situations of um, at risk and, you know, neglected, abused, abandoned, unloved, living in the inner city, you know, drug-addicted parents, et cetera, et cetera. So the stories of the animals help heal the the, uh, the kids. Oh, that is the sweetest ever. So <laughs> is, cool. is, uh, is Bella, is, does Bella work with the kids too? He sent me a picture of Bella the goat. Yes, Bella does work with the kids. Now that she's out in the barnyard, she uh, she's working with the kids. And she has a great story because she was... You know, she was hurt by what what used to be a friend of hers. I mean, she lived with a with a dog with some people, and the dog turned and attacked her and hurt her really badly. And now she's recovering from it. She's still not fully recovered, but um, she has amazing patience with the kids. And the kids learn that you know you can re- recover even from betrayals. Oh, that's so nice. So, um, so I'm gonna um, get in touch with Bella. And I'm going to ask her, like you asked, you want to know how is she and if she's in any pain and, uh-huh. you know, that that you love her. And I also want to ask her, like, what is it like working with the kids? Does she, what does she get from it? Cool. Um, so when I do that, um, Karen, tell everyone your website and, and how people get a hold of you and and also about about when people can come out and visit. Okay, should I do that while you're talking to Bella, or? Yeah, I'll get Bella, and you just you tell people that, and I'll, okay. I'll talk. Okay. No problems. Okay, so the way to get a hold our website is www.gentlebarn.org, O-R-G, um, where you can see our virtual barn. You can see the faces and the stories of many of our animals, um, and we are open to the public on Sundays, every Sunday from ten until at least two, and I think we're actually changing our hours to make it ten to four. And people are welcome to come and meet the animals, um, feed the carrots to the horses, come and hug the cows, give the uh, the pigs a tummy rub, hang out with the emus, cluck with the chickens, and basically hang around and just be loved and be loved by all the amazing furry friends we've got here. And where are you located? Hmm? Where are you located? We're in Santa Clarita. So we're um, at our address is one five eight two five Sierra Highway in Santa Clarita. It's about forty minutes from Los Angeles. Great. Okay. I will come and she visit. Says, she says that she's not in that much pain. Oh, good. That she feels much better. Good. And the dog had a bad nightmare. Oh. And he said that that she attacked him in the nightmare. Oh. But I didn't really do it in life. And when he heard a thunder noise, he thought I was going to attack him. And when he bit me and I was like, ow, he felt really bad. Oh. He's been sad ever since. Oh, it's so sad. I tell him in my mind I'm okay. And he says he would like to see me again. Oh, my goodness. But she told him that it probably won't happen. Yeah, we don't let dogs in the barnyard where she is. I tell him that I like kids. (laughs) The kids here have a lot of trouble in nightmares, too. Yeah. And she's she's able to tell the kids that it's okay if you do something bad sometimes because you have nightmares, everyone forgives you. Oh, that's so cool. And 
And I even tell them, you're my friend, even though sometimes you pull my hair too much. <laughs> sometimes they're rough with me. Oh. It's like the hair underneath their little chin. Uh-huh. It's, they Sometimes they pull that too rough. Oh. Well, we'll have to make sure that doesn't happen anymore. She says she knows that she's loved. Oh, good. Because everyone is like, you're so sweet. It's <laughs> true. We all love her to death. And here I get really good food. Yes. I like the food that mushes in my mouth. It almost looks like a melon or something. Do they get melon? They can get melons, sure. They get all kinds of fruits and vegetables. Yeah, I thought it was like a cantaloupe or something. Because I'm always trying to feed her pears, and she always sort of puts them in her mouth and kind of goes, mm, I don't want that. And so I try oh. to figure out, what does she want? Those pears because they give you this weird taste. <laughs> okay. I like chopped up carrots. Chopped up carrots, okay. I also like the green chopped up stuff. Is that like cabbage or something? Yeah, we do like all kinds of lettuces. Oh, it looks like a cabbage. Ah, okay. Because one of the things we do is after we make juice, we will often, like all those sort of, you know, the chopped up remnants from being juiced, um, we feed that to to the barnyard animals after the juice is, you know, after the juicer is done. So it's still really nutritious and really great stuff, and we feed that to the animals, and they go crazy for it. I love it when it's red. I love red juice. Red juice, okay. It's like, it's like red pulp. Oh, yeah. They get it all the time from the beets. <laughs> so cute. God, she's so adorable. Isn't she wonderful? I love Bella. You know, I have to say that I've spoken to all the, all the animals I've spoken to so far from the gentle barn. They all have been extremely happy. Yeah, like they've hey. all been like they've all been very content and they feel like they really know that they're safe and loved and they know they're in the right place and they're taken care of. Wonderful. I want to tell Karen she's my friend. Oh. And I'm glad she chose me. Because <laughs> I talk to the kids all the time. <laughs> <laughs> so Karen, can give us your uh sorry, can Karen can you give us your website again? Sure, it's real simple. It's just gentlebarn.org, O R G. Great. I'm sorry, Laura, I didn't mean to cut you off. What did she say? Oh no, it's okay. She was just saying that she talks to the kids all the time. She cool. tells them that she's their friend. So <laughs> cute. Awesome. So everyone check out gentlebarn.org if you want more information on Karen and uh, her organization. Um, come and visit in Santa Clarita. Thank you so much for coming on our show today. My pleasure. Yeah, thank, thank you, you so Karen. much. Huh? I said thank you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to go give Bella a hug. Great. Yes, give it for me too. <laughs> I will. Okay, thanks. Okay. Bye. Bye-bye. So that's gentlebarn.org for all of our listeners. If you're in the California area or you're visiting sometime, go and check them out. And uh, I guess that's we're coming towards the end of the show. I had a couple yeah. things I just wanted to mention real quick is um, that in the same area as where Gentle Barn is, actually, I have a friend who has a dog who they are fostering. It's a Queensland-Australian Shepherd Collie mix, two years old, great with kids, Great with other dogs, about 40 pounds if anyone knows of anyone who is looking for maybe a dog like that. Please email our show, and I will get you in touch to check out the dog. Um, PetPsychicRadio at gmail.com. Yes, PetPsychicRadio at gmail.com. And, um, yeah, we always have a rescue guest on our show. So if you are part of an organization or know someone who is part of the organization, please email us at uh, PetPsychicRadio at gmail.com. If you'd like to be on the show. Yeah, if you'd like to be on the show, that's what I meant. Thank you. Um, Also, last few seconds, uh, go to IdentityRadioNetwork.com where my friend has uplifting and inspiring um, 
listeners who wish to investigate change within themselves or on a path of awakening to a new consciousness. So it's a really great new podcast. Check it out, identityradionetwork.com. And we'll see you next week, same time. Bye. She can talk to the